episode number 230 of the Emotionally Equipped for Life podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast. I am on a mission to create an emotionally equipped world. I created two simple step-by-step tools that empower you in your life and in your relationships so you can be calm, be in control, and feel better in any moment. I'm the author of two award-winning books, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and The Clear Way, Five Simple Steps to Be Mentally Prepared for Anything. You can learn more about these books and more by heading over to my website, shiragura.com. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So the story I have for you today has to do with taking things personally. And I wanted to share this with you because I think so many people fall into this pitfall where we take things personally that we don't need to, and then it affects us physically, mentally, emotionally, and even worse, when we get stuck on insult, it can backfire because it can affect the other person involved. And so I wanted to share with you a story today illustrating the possibility of not getting stuck on insult. So a week or so ago, I was scrolling through Facebook, and I noticed that a friend of mine who lives in my community was baking. And it turns out she made a vegan, gluten-free carrot cake. And I have to tell you, the photos on Facebook looked unbelievable. The cake looked moist and plump with pieces of dried fruit in it, and it had a beautiful white frosting. And I commented that it looked amazing, and then my friend offered to bring a piece over for me. And she did. And the taste of this carrot cake was exactly like it looked in the picture. It was amazing. I don't think I've ever had such an amazing piece of carrot cake in my life. And if I didn't know otherwise, I never would have guessed it was vegan. And so she really inspired me. I wanted to make that same cake, especially with all the holidays coming up where traditionally we get invited to people's homes and where we, you know, invite people to our home. So I asked for the recipe and I made a mental note where to look for it when I would be ready to make the cake. But then when I went to make the cake, it was kind of last minute because we had a last minute invitation and I forgot which recipe my friend used. And so I ended up using a different recipe. Now, at the time, I didn't really think it mattered so much which recipe I used because I assumed more or less that every, you know, vegan, gluten-free carrot cake, they would be close enough. I mean, really, like, how different could they be? But I was wrong because the recipe that I ended up using was more of like a raw carrot cake. Like, I didn't even have to bake it. And the recipe that she used, you did. And so the texture of what I made was totally not like a typical cake texture. Mine was more dense, almost like a pudding from all the you know carrots and the pitted dates that I blended in my heavy duty blender. And I knew all of this ahead of time, right before I brought it to my friend's house because I actually made too much And so when I poured the batter into the pan and I noticed that I had extra, I put the rest of the batter in some like muffin tins 
And so I was able to try it before bringing it to my friend's house where we were going to go for dinner. Now, while the texture did not turn out the way I expected or I hoped it would have, the taste was amazing. It really was. It tasted like fall, you know, cinnamon and nutmeg flavors. And it just really brought me back to my childhood. In fact, now that I think about it, the cake more resembled a pumpkin pie more than anything, but it was even like denser than a pumpkin pie. Anyway, it didn't affect the taste. And with the cream frosting made from cashews and coconut cream on top, it was really good. It was a bit rich and it kind of felt like you could only have a bite, you know, because it was so dense, but the taste was good. And so we were invited to our friend's house the other night for dinner and another family was invited as well. And my friend had this beautiful spread, including, you know, a variety of salads and the dinner was delicious. The conversation was pleasant. And overall, it was just a wonderful evening. And then it was time for dessert. And everyone was excited when they saw what came out of the refrigerator, because the truth is the presentation of my carrot cake was beautiful. Carrot cake in general, I think, is just really pretty to look at with the kind of orange-brown colors on the bottom and the white frosting on top and then the pecan pieces even on top of that. Everyone was so excited to dig in. Of course, they had no idea that they would be in for a surprise. And so in order to kind of reduce that element of surprise, I said something like, I'm not sure the texture came out right, but, you know, let's see. I guess I just didn't want people to be disappointed in the only dessert there was that evening. And so the cake was served and people started eating it, but nobody was commenting, which is not a great sign. And then I turned to one of the adults at the table and I asked what he thought about the cake and he answered, it's nice. And I responded to him, it's nice. And he said, well, it's really dense. And so I can like take one bite and that's enough. But the flavors, they're amazing. It's just that the cake is, is too dense for me. And then I noticed he pushed his plate aside. Bummer. Now, the old Shira would have gotten really upset about that. She would have gotten really insulted and she would have gotten hurt. But instead... What I did last night was notice. I simply allowed myself to notice what was said from a neutral, non-judgmental kind of place, as if I were looking only for the facts. And what I noticed was, I noticed my friend said the cake was nice. I noticed my friend said the cake was dense. I noticed my friend said after one bite, it was enough. I noticed my friend pushed his plate away so as not to take another bite, most likely because it was too dense, right? That's it. But what I also noticed were some thoughts going inside of my head, right? Like thinking my friend is disappointed in me and a thought that I should be insulted, that he said what he said in front of other people, and a thought that I should be worried, right? That we're not going to be invited again to their house because I don't know how to bake desserts. I just paused and noticed. And that noticing, my friends, is one of the most powerful things you can do. This is the stop, the first step in the unstuck method. And it is rich with opportunities because what it does 
is it offers you data. Data not only of facts, but data of what you are thinking and what you are feeling. And the reason that this is so powerful is because once you have that data, you can then do something with it. It's when you're unaware of that data, it's when you're, you know, walking around unconscious or kind of half asleep in your life that you end up playing the victim and you end up being powerless and you end up being totally out of control of the situation. But when you have the data and you're emotionally equipped with tools, with what you can do with that data, then you can do something constructive about it and you can feel better and you can feel in control in any situation. And that's exactly what I did. So after taking that stop, after noticing, I told myself I was stuck on insult, right? That's what I was feeling. What were the beliefs? So in addition to the thoughts that I already shared with you, I also uncovered the belief that my friend should have lied My friend should have just told me he loved the cake, (laughs) right? That was a thought I had, that my friend should have lied to me. Is that true? Of course not. And so I continued taking myself through the unstuck method and I considered being grateful that my friend was being honest with me and I considered the cake really was good, but it also really was dense. And I considered I could try the other recipe another time Of course, I considered not taking insult. Even if my friend didn't like the cake, it doesn't have to impact me personally. He doesn't need to like the cake. That has nothing to do with me. I followed a recipe, right? Maybe the recipe wasn't a great one. In other words, I released responsibility of trying to control how my friend felt. He's allowed to have any thoughts he has and whatever feelings he wants to have. That's up to him. That has nothing to do with me. And I also considered responding kindly and without emotion. And so I said, yeah, I tried a new recipe. It didn't really come out as expected. I'm going to try another recipe next time. I'd love for you to try it when I do. To which he replied, happily. And that was it. And as the families started playing some sort of word game around the table, I silently held myself in kindness and in compassion for having gotten stuck on insult, even just for a moment. It happens to all of us. So my dear friends, is there a place in your life where you tend to easily get insulted by someone? If you do, where may you be able to take a conscious pause and just notice when that person speaks, before you get to the place of taking insult. And in that conscious space, what can you notice from a neutral, non-judgmental place? What are the facts? What can you see? What can you hear? What can you feel? What can you notice that you're thinking? Or what can you notice that you're feeling? What kind of data can you collect during that pause that you can use to get yourself unstuck. One of my all-time favorite quotes is by Viktor Frankl, and he says, between every stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in that response lies our freedom and our growth. 
And I don't think it could be said any more eloquently. Yes, there are more steps to the unstuck method and to the clear way, but if you can master the first step in both of those tools, if you can master that pause, you will be well on your way towards personal transformation and freedom. But know that it takes practice, and I mean daily practice. The mind will not naturally pause on its own. You need to train it, just like you would train a new puppy. You need to rewire your brain from going from reacting automatically to responding deliberately. And that simply takes practice, just like you would train any other muscle in your body. Last week, I started to facilitate my first virtual retreat, and this concept of noticing was actually the theme of the week. And we did some really powerful exercises on this topic, and I offered practice work for the week. And for those of you who are on the retreat, I can't wait to see you next time to hear how your week went and to continue guiding you with the next steps with what's possible for you in your life after you learn to really embody that pause. Okay, my dear friends, I wanted to let you know that starting this Friday and through October 14th, 2021, I will be celebrating my birthday. And the reason it's not on one day is because I actually celebrate two birthdays, one according to the Hebrew lunar calendar, which is this Friday, September 24th, and one according to the Gregorian solar calendar, which is October 14th. If you're not already following me on Instagram, I warmly invite you to come on over to do so because I'm going to be doing some giveaways during this three-week period. I'm going to be giving away some coaching sessions as well as books, cards, and journals. So if you want to get in in the giveaways, definitely find me over on Instagram. You can find me at Shira Gora. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to getting emotionally equipped with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please join me over on Instagram at Shira Gura for more valuable content, motivation, and inspiration to bring these tools into your life. I hope to see you over there, and I look forward to being with you again next week.